Hey now, this is your host, Matty G, and welcome to the Champs and Chins MMA Podcast. I'm coming at you live. Hey now. All right, guys, we're going to keep these segments a little bit shorter. I'm talking about Francis versus Brock Lesnar. Francis Ngannou versus Brock Lesnar. I don't know where this came from. All of a sudden, Francis has a little bit of attitude. He has a little sass now, right? Mr. Confident. Mr. Confident can go to France. He can go to France. Not train, not not fight one of the baddest men currently on the planet, Stipe Miocic. He's okay with that. He go to France. He can relax. He can chill. I don't know what kind of drinks they have in France, but I'm sure he's relaxing. I'm sure he's enjoying himself. I'm sure he enjoyed himself. I'm sure he had a grand old time. Must have been really fun. Who needs to train, right? Who needs to train against the baddest man on the planet, Stipe Miocic, which I made very clear. I don't know why Stipe keeps becoming an underdog. I have no idea why. He's the baddest man on the planet, have I mentioned? And we all know he's fighting France. Um, he's fighting Daniel Cormier soon, which is coming up. And again, that's going to be another toss-up for Stipe because I guarantee there's going to be a whole lot more people rooting for uh, Daniel Cormier. Why? People want to see a double champ again. We don't have Connor anymore. Connor's gone. We don't know when he's coming back. UFC 223 is just around the corner. But I don't know where Francis all of a sudden wanted to fight Brock Lesnar. Isn't Brock still juiced up? What did Connor call those Floyd's uh, bodyguards? Meathead turkeys? Juiced head turkey heads? Who knows? They're, he's all roided up. Brock's all roided up and he's coming back. And he's going to come back with ease. I wonder what Mark Hunt's thinking right now. Where's Mark Hunt? Let's get him on. I want to get Mark Hunt on this with his fanny pack. Shout out to Joe Rogan, Mark Hunt, rocking the fanny packs. We know Brendan Shaw popped on that bandwagon. Boom. Roasted. Boom. You hear that? That was the sound of smoke. Boom. You got roasted. Yeah, Brock's coming back. Oh, You know, what, what a mess. What a mess. USC's that desperate, huh? Yeah, what, what a concept. Let's not use any potential superstars we have currently who are clean in the UFC. Let's get let's get juiced up Brock back and l- let's see him let's see him beat up another guy. Let him fight Mark Mark Hunt again. Let him fight Mike H- Mark Hunt. I want to hear Mark Hunt talk more. He really had a lot to say about the UFC. He had a lot to say. That was a huge back and forth. I was a little Mark Hunt scares me. Scares me a little bit. But Francis Ngannou, I don't know where is this attitude. I don't know what did did Stipe not beat him up enough? Was is was that the issue? Did Stipe not not punch him hard enough? Did he not out wrestle him hard enough? I don't get it. I have no idea what like this confidence is coming. Were you not humbled, Francis? You know, like like you you don't train wrestling. You're versing Stipe Miocic. Who you know is a wrestler. He's a solid wrestler. And I heard on other podcasts, you know, he might have been a, you know, uh, all-state college wrestler, yada, yada, yada. Who cares? He has solid wrestling. He's apparently pretty good at it. And uh, Francis knows nothing. So, and then all of a sudden, like, Francis should not be fighting any wrestlers. Mark Hunt should not be fighting any wrestlers. Give Mark Hunt, Francis Ngannou, let's call it a day. Let them swing at each other. Let them knock each other out. 
This is boring. You had like Curtis Blades fight Mark Hunt, which sucked. I mean, I guess that's the old school way. You know, the old school wrestler versus the new school, um, you know, striker. The, it seems like the strikers are in right now. They're the hot ones. Um, you know, make it, making them all, making the moves all fancy, getting fans' attention, trying to get the TKOs, getting the knockouts. And, you know, I respect uh, wrestlers too, but just to match them up now, it's, it, it's just a waste of time. You know, if the, it's just like the first few minutes, like, yeah, all right, the striker can knock out the wrestler. And then the wrestler ends up, you know, winning. And it's just a waste of time. So with this, I say, Brock, stick with WWE. Nobody wants you. The UFC, real UFC fans wouldn't care. Stay with WWE. And guess what? You can keep Ronda Rousey too. We don't want her either. You two can go juice together. What do you want me to say? And then Francis, you know, Francis still knocked out Alistair Overeem. He's still num- he's still probably a number one, number two contender. He's he's still the he's still the hot guy on the market. He's still the hot fighter. Fans still want to watch him. They still want to see him fight. It's just you know he might have to take a back seat a little bit. I say give him a Mark Hunt. Worst comes to worst, Mark Hunt wins, knocks him out. All of a sudden, Mark Hunt Mark <laughs> Mark Hunt's up for a title shot. After all these years, Mark Hunt might still be back for a title shot. Who would have thought? Imagine that. Imagine Stipe beats Daniel Cormier. Mark Hunt knocks out. Um, Mark Hunt knocks out knocks out Francis Ngannou. Mark. Now you got Mark Hunt, Stipe, uh, Dooms out for a little bit. Overeem just got knocked out. So all of a sudden you got some competition, and if Daniel Cormier wins, that messes up the whole heavyweight division. That would be really exciting. But the only issue is, is he made it clear he's going to retire. He already set his date for retirement. We're not. We're probably not going to get much more out of Daniel Cormier, which is sad because I think you know he's finally getting the respect he deserves after all those years, after after all the um the mess with John Jones. So we're going to see, guys. So that's the state of the heavyweight division right now. We're going to keep an eye on it. But, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, Brock can stay in the in the WWE with Rousey where they can pretend wrestle and pretend fight. And Francis needs uh, Mark Hunt. Stay tuned for the next segment. Boom. <laughs> You guys better be awake for UFC 223 because that's when New York and Philly are going to meet. Good old Philadelphia and New York, uh, past rivals, basketball teams, football teams, baseball teams, all that good stuff. They're finally going to battle out in UFC 223. We're going to see who's tougher. We're going to see if Philly's tougher or we're going to see if New York's tougher. We got Paul, the Irish Dragon Felder versus Raging Al Ayakinta. Boom. Let's go. Being from the East Coast, this is a very exciting fight. I've been to New York. I've been to Philly. I I live by New York. I go to school by Philly. This the, you can't ask for tougher blue collar dudes right here. That blue collar Rocky Balboa heart never quit attitude there's something about new york there's something about jersey there's something about philly they just make them a little tougher out there that's all one of my favorite fights of the year so far was eddie alvarez knocking out justin gaethje 
I think it was the last round. I think there's only a few minutes left, and he got that uppercut, and 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 Gaethje just fell. He collapsed. The underground king. And Paul Felder's the same way. Paul Felder, I, he, I, unfortunately, I believe his father passed away. You know, I think it's been a few years. Um, and I don't know. I just feel like ever since then, the man has been on a tear. His last fight, he showed nothing but horror. He showed nothing but horror. I can try to search it up for you here of uh, of who he last fought. But the man has nothing but freaking heart. He was about to get choked out many times, and he remained relaxed. He remained calm. And I love that fighting style, too. He has, like, that Muay Thai kickboxing. Charles, Charles Oliveira, and he is and he is very dangerous off his back. Very dangerous off his back. And he got a round two, round two KO, TKO. And Paul Felder got the freaking win, man. And it was amazing because it, it just showed you no matter how bad the situation is, he, he he's a veteran now, guys. He's in his prime right now. He's ready to go. He's, uh, let's see, what how old is he? 33 years right in his prime. He's ready for this. And he's about to fight a raging, raging ally, Quinta. My favorite part about allies, he calls he calls people dorks on Twitter. I love that. You know, you, you know, people they talk trash. Some fighters might respond using a few curse words. He just calls them a dork. And and there's something about a dork. It's kind of like a like someone just kind of like slaps you. It's like what 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 just happened? I'm just like dude, you just got slapped. That dude just slapped you. Like a Stockton slap, 209. A little slap. It wakes the person up. Al is a complete monster. I, I love his attitude about the sport. You know, he's trained with in Matt Sarah's camp. Um, you know, and 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 it they both come from really good camps. They're both really tough guys. I think Paul's finally coming into his own recently. He's been again. I I mean I said this before. He's been on a tear, and Al hasn't lost in a while. Al just got a knockout too. Al just got a knockout. Let's let's Google it right here for you guys. Al Aya Quinta. Let's see here. He he hasn't fought in a while. He comes back. I know he he battles a bunch of injuries. He knocked out. Yeah, that's right. Round one. Diego Sanchez. You know. Listen, Diego Sanchez is on his way out. We all know that. But that's still very impressive. You can't give it up to him. One, two, three, four, five. One last is um his last five fights, all pretty tough opponents. Jorge Masvidal he beat, round three decision. He beat Kevin Lee. To put into perspective, you're talking about two guys who are gonna put on a show, and I would not be surprised if it's not if it if it's if it's fight of the night. It it, it it can't not be fighting tonight. It has to be. These guys are going to give it everything they got. It's I I have predicted. It's going to be I have Paul Felder winning, but I have it go into a decision. I think he's going to get really bloody. I I I can just see it in my head. I feel like someone's going to get a broken nose. Someone's going to get a broken finger. My minor injuries in the in the big picture. But someone's going to get beat up a little bit. The other person's going to get beat up a little bit, and it's going to come down to a to a to a to a decision. 
that's the way I see it in my head. But it's real fun, especially East Coast people, East Coast fans of the UFC. Shout out to you guys. Who's tougher, people? Who's tougher, Philly or New York? Who do you guys got? Make sure you stay tuned for the next segment. Born in Russia, forged in Ireland. That's how the Russian hammer, Artem Lobov, was formed and created. Artem Lobov is fighting on UFC 223. As a podcaster, as an MMA podcaster, I do not want to be the same person telling you, you have to watch this card and watch this card and watch this card. If you're going to watch a card, it has to be UFC 223. Literally, the entire card is stacked. There is so much to be broken down. And one of the very interesting things is Russian Hammer Artem Lobov is making a comeback again in his UFC. In the UFC, um, how do I feel about this? Listen, we all know uh, most people heard of Artem Lobov for being Conor McGregor's right-hand man. Artem Lobov, I have no idea who he is. I never met him. I only seen him on UFC. Only seen him on a few interviews. But he looks like the most loyal friend a person can possibly have. I thought it was the coolest moment um, during the whole Connor Floyd thing. Um, how how you know Floyd's juiced up bodyguards came in and like in the corner you had like Dylan Danis, you had Artem, uh, Lo, you had Artem, Lobov in the corner, and they're just and they're just waiting. Like as soon as those big uh, juice head turkeys started marching towards Connor. They hopped out of there, and they were ready to rip some arms off. They stood right in front of their friend. I think his name's Owen Rowdy, right? That's that's uh, Connor's striking coach, I believe. They were all right there. That's a, That was one of the coolest moments ever. Because you see these big, giant juice heads walking towards Connor, and there's little Arnim Lobov that doesn't flinch a bit, just runs right in front of Connor. Protects his friend. Yeah, Arda might be used as a punching bag, but so what? I'm sure Connor takes real good care of him. It's fun watching Artem. Am I a huge fan of Artem? Um, I'll, I'll say I'm a huge fan of of him. You know, with his association with Connor, the the group at SBG. Um, you know their story, um, their loyalty to each other. That I respect. That I love to follow. His fighting, yeah, he puts on good fights. He's there to scrap. It's just, I listen, you know, I don't know how old. We can Let's look up how old Artem Lobov is. Let's see, Artem Lobov. The only thing I wish would happen is that if Conor McGregor can show him a few tricks, he's, <laughs> he's 14, 14, and 1. So, you know, what's going to happen? But listen, the guy... You know, he had two fights to Andre Feely. He lost a decision. And Cub Swanson, he lost. But, hey, listen, he put on the fight of the night. What are you going to do? You can't be too mad at him. Let's check out his UFC record. Um, all right. So, you know, listen, he pretty much won two, lost three. What are you going to do? But I wish Connor can just show him some tricks, show him some distance things. Um, I see tires out a lot, which, again, that's another 
thing that Connor really needs to work on is this conditioning. He has everything. I know his style takes a lot of him, but let's just see. He has some characteristics of Connor. You can kind of see it with the hand, um, you know, trying to keep that distance. He's explosive. He's very powerful. I would just like to see Connor and maybe, you know, Coach Kavanaugh kind of invest a little more time into him, really get him right. Um, we, we're looking at his age right now. So he, he's 31 years old. So listen, I don't know how much he can really improve being 31. Um, I think his fighting style is pretty um, cemented right now. I think he, you know, listen, the man knows how to fight. It's just I'm hoping that, you know, Connor is so talented. Coach Kavanaugh seems like he's like a wizard of MMA right now. He's in his prime. Him and Connor, like, you know, they changed the UFC. They did a lot of great things. And I'd love to just see Arm get a little more attention so he can go out and prove it. He could show everybody that he, that he could be a threat. I believe he fights 145. Yeah, he's fighting at 145. The 145-pound um, weight division is, is, is getting exciting right now, right? We got Max Holloway, Brian Ortega probably fighting. We know Frank Yeager is fighting Cub Swanson. That's going to be a rematch. That's going to be a second fight. I'm a little worried about Frankie. That's a different story. But, hey, listen, Artem's coming back. He's fun to watch. You know, all all Connor fans love Artem. And, he, and Artem openly admitted, he goes, listen, I was on The Ultimate Fighter. I'm associated with Connor. Um, but, you know, he also said, I put on some good fights. And, you know, I, I lost my last two fights in a decision, one of them being fight of the night against Cub Swanson, who was a legitimate threat. You're talking about top featherweight. He is the top featherweight. He's in the top. I would put him in the top five featherweights. So that's it for Artem Lobov. We'll keep track. Hopefully he gets the win. I hope he gets the win. And who knows? We might get a visit from Conor McGregor at UFC 223. Who knows? Hey, guys. This is your host, Matty G. And this is the closing of the episode nine now of the podcast we're going to celebrate with episode 10 with ufc 223 coming up soon um i'm trying to keep the podcast a little bit shorter you know i i could honestly rant for an hour for you guys but i'm trying to keep it short i'm trying to keep it simple um you know i want my i want you guys to keep listening i i don't want to i don't want to take too much of your time so today um, we kept it simple. We talked about Francis versus Brock. We talked about Felder versus Ayakinta. And then we talked about the return of Artem Lobov, the Russian Hammer. And that's it for today, folks. Um, I hope you guys really enjoy. Please follow me on Instagram at Champs and Chins. That's all one word, all lowercase, at Champs and Chins. I invested in some new marketing. Um, I'm using all I'm using my phone. I'm using all different types of apps. I'm trying to keep it exciting. I'm trying to use the hashtags. Uh, a lot of it, um, a lot of it's kind of the the same old stuff where you know you see a, a, a video of a fighter and you put some cool music behind them and it gets a lot of likes. I'm trying to something a little different. I'm trying to show you guys that this is a legitimate podcast. I take this very seriously. Um, I'm trying to start posting more, just saying, hey, Champs and Chins MMA podcast episode nine is now available. Simple things like that. The one thing I did say that I completely lied about is that I wouldn't I would only be posting once a week. But then, you know, people don't hear for you a while. They forget about it. And, you know, 
uh, your followers drop. So to be more active, what I'm trying to do is that besides posting on stories, because I know people don't like their stories being blocked. I am going to I am going to post a few times a day, uh, just a simple champs and chins MMA podcast, maybe put a little cool video together of just, you know, what I'm talking about. I'm sure you guys saw my um, my little uh, sneak peek episodes, my little episode nine previews. I, I, I compiled a picture of some Brock and some um, Francis Ningano uh, promoting my podcast, Champs and Chins MMA podcast. Um, again, make sure you tune in on Anchor, on iTunes, on Google Play. I'm available on all platforms. And uh, as soon as I get some more episodes under my belt, I'm going to start posting um, on, on Instagram Live. Um, or I'm going to try to find, you know, some video editor app where I can get kind of clips and start posting to my Instagram page. So you guys get familiar with me, who I am, um, how I go about talking to things, my opinions. Um, but the whole idea about this is just to build an MMA community, um, where, you know, fans can be heard, where fans can actually interact besides just, you know, all trying to comment on the same Instagram post by, you know, some fighter, some UFC fighter. Like, why not make our own little our own little community when we can actually get like uh, people who are really into the UFC? And that's all we talk about, you know, anything upcoming, anything new, anything exciting, some future possible um, matchups. My favorite thing um, that got me into the UFC is all the possibilities. If, you know, this fighter beats this fighter, then he can fight him and then they can face off and that winner gets this guy. You know, there's so many, um, there's so many options. There's so many chances to um, mix and match, um, and have some awesome potential fights. So I'm, I'm so happy you guys are listening. I got some awesome feedback. I already, I'm already getting more and more comments, um, saying talking about this or giving their opinions, which is completely awesome. And I will be shorter to respond to all of you guys. But for now, we're taking a break from YouTube. We're not getting into that. Everything's going to be operating operated using my microphone using my computer and just using my cell phone and um biggest thing is instagram but of course if you want to follow me on twitter at champs and chins all lowercase and again spread the word and it's always on the link in my bio have a good week guys peace Oh, thank you.